0: When you think of your future, how do you imagine your perfect life to look? How about your perfect partner? Does your life look like a high-rise downtown apartment all to yourself with a rack of shoes that are at least $600 a pair? Or does your partner look more like partners in an open relationship that doesn't confine to the standards of what society has imposed on us still in 2021? Back in November, I went on a date with a Scorpio on his birthday who crossed off everything from a list I didn't even know that I had. Subconsciously, I think the perfect partner list was always there. But when I met him and he spent six hours straight talking about himself without asking one question about me, I felt nothing. That's when I realized that sometimes the perfect life we imagine or hope for ourselves isn't always what is going to make us happy, and the things that are meant for us or the people who will truly make us happy and the best version that we can be are what and who we least expect them to be. On today's episode, I am joined by one of my dear friends, Cindy, whom I would not have survived this past year without. We talk about virginity, the reality of virgin shaming, how sex positivity is for everyone, and she shares that her life now isn't what she imagined it to be when she was younger, but that she's so grateful for how it turned out. Though we do talk about our religion in these conversations, we are not here to represent the church. We are just here to share our experiences and hope that someone out there can feel less alone in their experience or even learn something new. Welcome to Sex and Devan City. I am so glad that you're here. I'm here with my very dear friend, Cindy. Um, If you could introduce yourself to everybody.
1: Hello, I'm Cindy.
0: Yes. She also goes by a few other names as well. Oh my gosh.
1: Forever identity crisis. (laughs) You can call me Cindy. You can call me Tian, which is my Chinese name. Tian Yi. Um, But most people call me Cindy.
0: Um, So one of the things that I always forget about you, like I'll always talk about young marriage and dating and all these things and you're so open and so relatable that I almost like forget like relatable to my dating situation that I almost forget that you're married and then I'm like oh fuck I was just talking shit about like people getting married in their early 20s and I'm like (laughs) I just forget but yeah so when I talk about like my own dating things and stuff you always you always mention that that Dean's someone that you didn't see coming you weren't expecting to end up with so you can tell me a bit about how you guys met
1: yeah um we met at school. We both went to uh, music school together and we actually had a meet cute, which was really fun. (laughs) So like I was helping my friend audition. There was the summer before school started and um, I was just in the hallways waiting for my friend to audition. And then he walked in and was like, Hey, I'm here to audition too. We just chatted briefly. I was like, look at this unassuming sweet boy in this plaid shirt. And there was like a paint stain on it. And he just was so sweet and smiley and nice and I was like oh well I hope you get into the program maybe I'll see you and of course school starts and I'm like hey you made it and we started being friends and I honestly wasn't like and he knows this so it's not like I'm like it's not like a tell-all but um I wasn't like physically attracted to him at first but that's mostly how my love interests start out of just like I like the person I like hanging out with them they're my friend um And what stuck out about Dean was that he was just, like, so loving and kind and gentle. And I, like, my definition of a man, you know, like, kind of toxic masculinity, whatever, was just, like, they had to be, like, strong and mask and whatever, those kind of personality traits I had stuck in my head. But Dean is just, like, just so open and, yeah, gentle. And um, we had, like, such great conversations right off the bat just as friends and just talking about being young and being, um, in pursuit of our goals and dreams and what music meant and what faith meant to us and like all of these things. And yeah, I don't know. It was just like, it was such a slow burn and uh, like a natural growth that it made sense once it actually became romantic.
0: What was your, what was your type before you met him? (sighs)
1: Same. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, people who weren't interested in me. I think I didn't really understand what, who I was, so all of the people that I thought I was romantically interested in really didn't align with who I was, with the exception of my, like, high school boyfriend, but I think I was, like, looking for, like, kind of someone who was, like, a little bit edgy but mysterious, and I could find out, you know, what made them so mysterious, and, like, open them up, and, like, make them, you know, these, like, sensitive Man, anyways, I think it was, like, sporty guys who didn't really know how to talk about their feelings, <laughs> Um, who were, like, tall and kind of closed off, but, like, I saw, like, a sparkle in their eye that made me intrigued, but really they were just not interested in pursuing me romantically, but I always played it up in my head that they were, and then I would tell them that I was interested, and they'd be like, oh, you're such a nice person, I just don't see you that way.
0: <laughs> You're such a good friend. You're like my little sister.
1: Yes, that was what I got
0: a lot of the time. And so and so when you met Dean, it kind of it was one of those things where you didn't really see it at first. And the more you got to know him, the more that you, yeah. that you
1: saw a romantic side. Yeah. <clears throat> Honestly, like, so he had never dated anyone before me, which again, it's like, I know this is very opposite to maybe most of the world. Not most of the world, but just anyways, he had never dated anyone. He's three years older than me, almost, um, and I was, like, you know, trying to, like, make it on my own, being this, like, young university student, um, and I wasn't really looking for, it sounds so cliche, but I wasn't looking for, like, anyone, but I knew that when I found someone, I wanted to commit to them 100%, and so when he told me that he was interested in me, we had already been, we had already been friends for six months or so, and I straight off straight out the gate went that's okay like let's explore this but I want you to know that like when I date someone I intend to be with them (laughs) and he was kind of intimidated but he was like okay I he, he even said like I came to Vancouver he's from Alberta I came to Vancouver to find my wife so yeah let's do this (laughs) and it just kind of went
0: from there in the words of our of our great taylor swift uh so it's gonna be forever (laughs) or it's gonna go down in flames actually yeah And actually, I think about that a lot when I go out with someone. It's so true. Like, I had somebody in my undergrad say that she is dating to get married. And in my head at the time, I was 18. And I was like, that's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. But then the more you think about it, it's kind of true. You're either going to get married or you're going to break up. That's usually kind of – that's kind of what happens, right? Yeah.
1: If, like, if your goal is to be married. Like, not everybody chooses marriage. But right. for us, like, that was – as individuals, that was our – right. those were our goals. But – Yeah, I didn't, I don't know, like looking back on it, I was like, wow, I was young and wow, I really like made a big leap, but I do not regret it because I knew that, I knew what I was going into because I'm always 100% committed to everything I do and like throw myself in and I knew it wasn't going to be any different with the person that I wanted to spend my life with.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, Cindy is 26 (laughs) now, so she's very, we're very close in age. How old were you when you got married?
1: 21. (laughs) I know everybody's like
0: what it's your five-year anniversary yeah isn't that weird that's awesome (laughs) honestly yeah Um. it's it's one of those things where when I when I was growing up I I think I just always had it in my head that when you get married young it doesn't work out but I think the reason why I love you guys so much is because you really seem like you have You have your own thing and he has his own thing, but then you have this thing together. Mm -hmm. And it's just really inspiring to me that like, oh yeah, I won't lose my independence (laughs) if I find the right partner. Cause in in Mm -hmm. my head, I have this thing that's like, if you marry somebody, you're going to lose who you are, Mm -hmm. but seeing you in this relationship where you can still be independent, like go on trips by yourself and like (laughs) do all this fun solo things Mm -hmm. and go drinking with your friends without, you know, and having him (laughs) come pick us both up is just really (laughs) nice. Shout out to Dean for always being designated driver. I know. I think the last time he he picked me up, I was so wasted. I don't even remember being in the car. So yeah, shout out to Dean. I know that you were talking about doing that that poem that was like, um, I got married at 21, here's why you shouldn't. What would you say to people who are curious about that?
1: Yeah, um, I think I want to put like an asterisk on it and be like, I got married at 21. Here's why you shouldn't, unless da 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 da. Um, first of all, I want to acknowledge that not everyone wants to get married. That is not everybody's end game, and that's totally okay. Um, for me, it was, and for Dean, it was too. And honestly, I can only say these things in hindsight. <laughs> I can't come up here with in full confidence say like, "Oh, I knew exactly what I was doing when I said yes, and I knew exactly how our lives are going to turn out." Not at all but i had some really great advice from actually my friend's mom who got married at 22 and i asked her this was when i was like 16 i asked her like what was the best part about being married young and she was like i just learned to grow up with my best friend and th- for though for those two and i think like that's why I, I was kind of affirmed in my decision they were just like figuring it out as two young people and they knew that their lives are going to change and mountains were going to have to get moved, and just, like, you know, life wasn't going to look the same in 10 years, but they were so glad to have found that person who they had, like, a safety net with, and knowing that, like, yeah, they would tether, you know, together and apart, together and apart, and, but they would still be bound by this commitment to each other, and I think that was so, I thought that was so beautiful, and I always felt like that in my, like, heart of hearts, but I, Honestly, never imagined getting married at 21 when I was, like, 14, dreaming, you know, like, watching all the sitcoms and rom-coms and all the coms, um, you know, like, idealizing love in your head. But I always thought, like, okay, yeah, that that's going to be me one day. But when I'm, like, 30 and I have my own company and I'm living in, like, a penthouse apartment in the city, and I actually had that dream for myself, and now it's completely different. But I am so glad it's completely different. Yeah, yeah, because you were also, like, there's also an asterisk, like, but but if. Yes, don't get married if you think that it's going to change your life and make it better somehow like it's not a magic wand um and I think especially with my background like as a teenager growing up in the church so I wasn't religious when I was young um my family's from China I was born in China. we immigrated when I was seven and I got introduced to the church the Christian church um when I was like Thirteen by one of my best friends and she just took me to youth group and you know youth group is kind of this weird little bubble in itself um and I came to the faith naturally on my own and I think like the church has done an interesting job and I say interesting with a little bit of a italicized font um of kind of promoting marriage in a weird like flowery way of just like wow find that person and just marry them and it's going to be great and It's not like if you choose to, you have to combine your whole lives. You have to combine your finances. You have to make two separate lives work as one. Um, So it's I'm here to say it's not all fairy tales and rainbows and whatever. Mm -hmm. But if you treat marriage as this way to tell not only the other person, but your whole community and the world that you're committed to loving and choosing this one person day after day after day, then marriage is for you. And it can be whatever you want it to be. You don't have to feel like, oh, I never want to get married because all my married friends are X, Y, and Z. It's it's you and that person that you choose. And that's it. Like, period. <laughs> so that's kind of my mentality is like, don't let capital M marriage define what could be your marriage
0: yeah I think a lot of people think that their issues will disappear when they get married Mm. but everyone who knows the truth (laughs) says it just makes it worse
1: well it's magnified because you're not only dealing with your own issues you're like you're being reflected off of that person every day day in and day out all your habits all your things are like kind of being reviewed by someone unintentionally or unconsciously but yeah you're not only having to like you know deal with the existential crisis of yourself and all of your experiences but then you have this other person who you're supposed to be there for it's a lot and you if anything I learned more about what I was dealing with in marriage because of all the things that have to get opened up because of all these random conversations that you end up having over like the littlest things that actually spiral and you realize like they're rooted in these huge traumas that you've experienced both as individuals that you now have to kind of heal together while apart. Like it's very convoluted, but yeah. So like, don't get married if you don't want to choose that person every day, but also, and I think I should say like, don't get married if you don't want to. That's like the first one thing, you know, like don't feel the pressure. And I know it's easy just to say, don't feel the pressure, but do you, figure yourself out love yourself first figure out all of the things that you want out of life and why you're here and what you want to do with your time here and realize that marriage doesn't have to be a blockage to that it can just be an aside and like for me it's been it's given me more space and a safer space to unpack all my trauma to talk things out with someone who I trust to the very core of myself but I know that that's not the case for everybody sometimes I forget how
0: how lucky I am too because I know so many people who are struggling more through this pandemic because they have to support somebody else and for me it's like yeah sometimes I get really lonely and I'm like oh this really fucking sucks but like if I want to do something I can go do it without checking in on someone else and I can do whatever I want or whatever I want to take care of myself without worrying about someone else and I, I forget that I'm also lucky in that aspect like there's such a there's such like a pro cons list for both
1: I think it's like the grass is always greener so just check out all the different types of grass I don't know Check out all the graphs. Do you, so since you did get married at 21 and I
0: know that like the whole online dating thing kind of only became big in maybe the past five years, Mm -hmm. do you feel like you missed out on the whole like Tinder hinge thing or are you like glad that you don't have to deal with that?
1: (laughs) I don't know. I, this is funny because as the years go on, I don't feel like I'm missing out anymore, but I think like, and here's, here's something that I want to be honest about is like two years ago, two or three years ago, as I was finishing my degree. Dean had already graduated and he had been out in the real world for two years I suppose um that was like a really hard time for us because we were on different life paths like he was already living the adult life after school and I was still like reeling from exams and whatever whatever and I was seeing all my single friends like living it up and dating people and having fun and experimenting and making mistakes and trying all these things and for me I felt like every decision I was going to make was going to be so permanent because I had to think about this other person in my life so yeah there was a part of me that was like a little bit envious of just like oh that looks fun to be like no strings or just like you know try people out kind of a thing but as as I hear more stories and kind of failure stories if you will not necessarily failure learning stories I want to say like Stories of lessons, I guess um, I don't feel like I'm left out and I also can live vicariously
0: through friends totally. yeah you have a lot of a lot of friends that have good stories. You have a lot of friends that are in really good healthy relationships and then you have a lot of friends like me <laughs> as well but
1: but I don't know. I don't, I wouldn't like pit you guys on one side or one, the other. Yeah. You know? Like it's all an experience. And I think I'm very like sheltered in a way. So I can't say that I, what I'm doing is better because this is the only thing I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's fair. And, and
0: same goes for me too. It's like, that's why I love talking to people in different situations. Cause I only know the one side mm-hmm. of like just dating multiple people and trying to figure life out. I mm-hmm. don't really know what it's like to be in that settled stage, so it's really nice to get different perspectives on on what that's like.
1: On on that note too, like when you when you choose someone, and this doesn't even have to just apply to marriage, but when you're in a long term committed relationship, because I have friends that have been together for ten plus years that might not ever get married or don't haven't had that conversation yet or whatever, and I think they can agree with me that like whoever you married isn't whoever you're gonna be married to in two, five, 10, 20 years. Like we all change, we should be changing. And actually another shout out to Dean, but Dean works for, he's a piano player and he works for a wedding ceremony company. So he gets to play for weddings all the time and hear all these officiants um, talk about love and marriage and commitment. And there's one officiant that has a great line that says, we are not to be the creators of change in our spouse, in our marriage, but rather the witnesses of change. And I think that's like, it just resonates with me so much because, again, we want to keep changing. We want to be individuals. We don't want to lump into a, oh, we are doing this and we are, you know, we're doing okay. We're going to buy a house. Like, we wanted to keep, like, Dean and Cindy as, like, separate people because we are separate people. And we wanted to acknowledge that we were going to be different, Cindy and Dean, in 10 years and just be able to like not prepare for that but be aware of the changes that are happening and like encourage each other to explore things that are new knowing that we can come back and whether we have changed completely or not reevaluate and re rejoin together almost
0: I um yeah I don't know when I found this out about you I think it's because I am so open about conversations about sex and dating but you saved yourself for marriage, and you're very open about that, but about how the decision was like such a personal choice because mm-hmm. I think for a lot of people it, it comes from a different place. Mm-hmm. So why did you like specifically choose to save sex for for marriage?
1: Yeah, I cannot lie and not say that part of it was my faith, right? Like it's part of what I was learning at the time as a young person. Um but I do I do want to kind of offer like, A counter to like what people might understand as like purity culture quote unquote I don't agree with purity culture I think it's like kind of a like lame wash of like a really real situation or like a lame answer to a really complex and human situation like just don't do it and it's like well we're not built to not be attracted to people we're not built to not feel pleasure we're built to feel pleasure and How do we navigate that in decision making? Like, that's basically how I approached it of just like, is this the choice that I'm making or is it purely because other people are telling me to? And I had to wrestle with that both individually and with Dean because he was part of the decision making, right? Um, And really, I remember a lot of conversations, us agreeing like, no, this is something that we just want to dedicate ourselves to because we want to honor our faith. Um, But also personally, like, you know, faith removed, I just was terrified. Uh, I, I can't say that I really understood my body until maybe, like, two or three years ago. And really just scratching the surface now. But, like, I didn't want to invite someone in, even if that was someone that I trusted with my whole life. And I think that that's not talked about enough of just, like, Yeah, how scary it is and how maybe not for everyone, but for a lot of people, how like unknown it is and how many questions you still have, even when you're feeling all those feelings in the heat of the moment. You know, if you're making out with somebody, if you're doing whatever you're doing to like express to the person that you want them and you're feeling connected to them, there can still be moments of like, ah, I just went a little bit further. What does that mean? And like, I just wasn't ready to open up that part of myself Literally and figuratively. <laughs> Sorry. No, what I um this
0: is just a, a quick side note. I remember like I I lost my virginity to someone who like did not care about me at all. And yeah. I remember this one guy was like it's cause and he, he ended up just disappearing after the one time and one of my friends was like, Oh, it's cause you opened up too soon. And I was like, Oh you opened up too soon. I was like, Okay. I think like he met emotionally, but I was like I get, I get what you mean. Yeah. It's true. (laughs) Both ways.
1: Yeah. Um, and I'm so glad that I waited and, but again, again, it was my choice. It's my personal feelings. I don't want to shame anyone who has had sex, is having sex in whatever capacity you're having sex. I like implore you to keep asking yourself tough questions and asking yourself why you're doing what you're doing because I think intention is important. But for me, like sex was not good. And sex was not good until maybe year two of our marriage and it really started getting good. And now it's like, Oh wow. Okay. We really know each other and we really know like the ins and outs. <laughs> I can't not say it with,
0: <laughs> we really know the ins and outs. Words, right?
1: <laughs> I can't not be like vivid. Anyway, we know each other well and, um, yeah. and that translates through intimacy, through physical intimacy. And I didn't want that with someone that I didn't trust and know not physically first because I think like sex is such an intimate friendship in my mind that for me, I value friendship. You know, I like, I, I was an only child. I like any friend I make, I'm like, hi, I love you. You're my friend forever. Don't leave me. (laughs) And I didn't want to have that with someone and then like give myself physically. I didn't want that. And then for them not to be in my life anymore, because I think I'm also just, like, I just think, overthink things again and again and again, and I knew that I would be, like, yeah, in a place of just, like, what well, could I have done differently to make them stay? And, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And it's, I, and again, I can't speak for people, who, like, I don't know the experience of having sex with different partners, so I don't know if it's, like, actually good or whatever, but for me, it's been the best because I know this person and I know their flaws and I know like their strong suits and I know them in every situation and I still choose to love them and so I chose to give, like chose to bond my body to theirs (laughs) yeah
0: yeah it's one of those things where like I am glad that I've been with different partners just because I've been able to experience different things and understand more of what I like but I also understand why that's a good thing to experience with one person um, cause it's kind of the same thing. Like you're, yeah. you know, whether I'm sleeping around with a few different people to figure out what I like or the same person and trying different things, it's kind of, you know, ideally I think people would like to be with somebody yeah. who cares about them, but yeah, not everybody has that opportunity. So for me, it was just like, I guess if I'm going to figure it out, I guess I need to just be like open about this with different partners. Right. But yeah, like one, one of the things that I read a lot in research is that when you have sex with somebody, it like provides this sense of security with them mm-hmm. because of all of our hormones and because of biology. Mm-hmm. So like if I have sex with someone on a first date or after a couple weeks or a few months or whatever, my body has convinced me that I can trust them because right. I've had this like physical intimacy with them. And even if I didn't enjoy it, it's like, right. it's still, there's still this weird exchange yeah. of like hormones or like bodily whatever
1: yeah, energy, Bo-
0: yeah totally bodily energy <laughs> and so yeah like your subconscious just like convinces you that there's somebody that you can trust and mm. that there's somebody you can attach yourself to and it's mm-hmm. such a weird thing because mm-hmm. I'll have that with people that I don't necessarily like that my brain doesn't necessarily like or want to mm-hmm. be with mm-hmm. and so that's why sex is so interesting because it's mm-hmm. like you can't a lot of people are really casual about it but it's not a casual thing
1: Right. Yeah. But again, like if I think that comes from intention of like if if sex is something that's not if it isn't something that you're like makes it a pillar of a relationship in terms of like a building block for someone that you really want to commit to, then, yeah, you're going to want to just like try it out and try. And the thing is, too, I'm sure that like if I had had sex with multiple people, I would have found out different things that I liked faster than I would have with Dean. Or, like, whatever, right? Like or things maybe. that you don't like. Fast. Or things that I don't like. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. I don't know. Um, But I don't know. For me, it was just, like, it made, honestly, like, I want to be really upfront that it, I really considered it without my faith and just being, like, okay, like, because my faith isn't an ever-evolving thing and I don't think that I have, like, stopped questioning or stopped wondering if I really do believe what I believe. Um, But I did take time really to process like I could have sex with Dean whenever I want to if he consents and he was feeling the same way but we really just wanted to honor this promise but on the flip side I know that a lot of people have been hurt by the church myself included of like (laughs) them in your bedroom essentially and like talking about your relationships and who you should be doing what with and so I totally see you and I hear you and if you ever want to talk about that hit me up like (laughs) if you're one of those people that like felt so embarrassed to talk about anything sex related in the church holler at me (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah
0: it's yeah it's virginity or saving yourself for marriage is one of those things where like I respect people when it's their choice because it's (laughs) something that they want but I know that some people have wanted to have it before marriage, but they don't because they feel like they're gonna be shamed. and mm-hmm. that's when I really, really question they're just dis- like not oh. not their decision, but I question where it's coming from. Oh. but if it's something that like you feel is right for you, then totally like that's great. like mm-hmm. if you want to have sex before marriage or after marriage or never or all the time, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. it's as long as it's something that you're comfortable with, that's I think that yeah, you just need to do what's right for you
1: mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think it's like, I don't know. It's just like, it's such a big thing that it shouldn't be a one-stop shop for an answer of just like have sex or don't have sex, mm-hmm. you know, or like marry someone and then have sex. It's not an equation, right? Like, it's not like, yeah, Larissa plus Cindy equals sex, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just, there's only two people in the room, so I just had to an Yeah. One of the things I was going to
0: say is that when it comes to sex and when, whether or not there's like a right time or a wrong time to have sex with someone I've always felt like it's such a trial and error process because I know so many couples that have worked that have waited for marriage or waited six months or waited until they said I love you or I know couples that had sex on the first date and that's how their relationship started Mm -hmm. was just purely from sex who are married and have been together for like 15 years. Mm -hmm. And so it's just one of those things where it's like if it feels right in the moment and it's consensual and you feel good about it, then do it. But it's just hard to know what's going to come out of it, right? Like it's just life is just such a trial and error thing. Where, like, even for me, I'm, like, sometimes I know that I did it too soon, and sometimes I'll wait a really long time, and the same shit will still happen. And so it's, like, you know, you just never
1: know. You never know. Even, like, if you do know what you like, and you do know the type of person you like to do it with, I feel like it changes day to day because, like, maybe you had a bad day. Maybe your body's just, like, not processing a certain food, right? Like, it's so, you know, it's so physical and so tricky. I think that's why I love that you're doing this, is that, like, We just need to have more conversations about it yeah everything we need to have more conversations about everything with people from all perspectives to just like one understand each other and to try and come to some sort of an alignment of just like whether you agree or not agree like let's just keep the conversation going didn't really have a lot of places to turn to to ask questions because again, I'm an only child, but like my mom was a nurse in China, and so she told me like the anatomy of it all. <laughs> but she, you know, I couldn't, and I didn't have the relationship with her to be like, hey mom, like how do I know when I'm ready to have sex with somebody? Like that was never, I could never have asked her that question. She would have been like, you're never ready, <laughs> or like until you're married, you know, she was that kind of like strict mom, but
0: uh, I'll. You know, a lot of people know about sexual shame when you're having sex, but I, I don't think people realize that there's a lot of shame that comes with waiting or that comes with virginity as well, which is something that, like, you and I talk about a lot. So, like, what are like what are some of the things that people would say to you when they would find out that you were, like, waiting for marriage or that you were a virgin
1: at 20? Oh, my gosh. Even at, like, 17, mm-hmm. I had coworkers being like, What? Virgins still exist <laughs> and i'm like yeah we're not unic like we're not not unicorns i'm sorry unicorns <laughs> do exist <laughs> sorry yes i'm sorry <laughs> correction um i yeah i don't know it was like i know ne- and the thing is like i never approached their sex experiences like that i was never like what you slept with that person like i was like oh okay cool like you met someone You guys had sex? Cool. That was up to you. Like, you felt like that was right? Awesome. Great. Like, tell me about how that was for you. Because that's the only thing I can offer. I couldn't be like, oh, yeah? Like, did you do this, 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 and this? Right? Like, because I didn't know. I genuinely had negative five clues about sex. (laughs) 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 Um, Except for what I saw on the internet and what I saw on TV and movies. And that's not a good realistic intake of what sex is. Um, So there was a lot of that, of, like, disbelief that someone could... Choose not to, um, and there was a lot of like, oh, but you're never, you're not gonna know what to do, and I was kind of like, but you don't know what to do until you do something, right? Like you can, sure, you can. What, what am I gonna do? Study? It? Like I don't know. Like, yeah, that's, that's the first time. Every everyone, and you're anything. not gonna know what you do
0: before you do anything the first time.
1: And I think there was a lot of like, well, you should have just gotten it out of the way. Mm. I'm like, but for me, that that would have meant so much hurt and. Yeah. And it, that's not what I wanted. Yeah, so there's a lot of that, but like I don't know, I don't have any hate towards those people because they didn't know my experience. They didn't know that you could choose not to just because. <laughs> and I think it it speaks to like how we perceive intimacy, too, right? Like I I was thinking about this the other day and I was like, "Oh, I have to say it on the podcast, so I'm going to say it." I can have the most intimate encounter with someone just by like looking into their eyes and them telling me their life story and their goals and their hopes and dreams and I feel so tied to that person more than if I was having like the hottest sex and the thing is like and some people will hear that and be like well then you're not having good enough sex and it's like no it's just that energies and hearts and souls are a lot bigger than what we do with our bodies right Right. so yeah I think for me, like I understood all, I understood all of that. And so I wasn't like too hurt by their comments. I was like, yeah, like I'm still a virgin. I'm such a prude, you know, and I kind of like want to go back to my younger self and be like, you weren't a prude. You were just making a decision that you didn't want to do something. And I wish that I had that ownership over it when I was younger um, because I did have times where I was like, should I just find someone and have sex with them and like get yeah. it over with? And just so that people, when they ask me, I can actually say like, oh yeah, I've had sex, you know, like it just felt so like, was I missing out on something? Was I like not cool enough?
0: Yeah. I, I really, really wish that I knew you when we were younger yeah. because I, I feel like we started having sex around the same age. Cause I was like 22 when I started yeah. being more comfortable with the idea of having like casual partners. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I remember in, in undergrad, I went to a Christian university, but a lot of my friends were sexually active because they had partners or they were just comfortable with casual sex. Mm-hmm. And I just wasn't because I was so emotional. And like, mm-hmm. I still am very emotional, but now I'm able to detach emotions from sex most of the time. Like, it's not a regular thing, but sometimes I can't detach it. Mm-hmm. But back then, I couldn't. And so I was like, I just know that if I have sex, it's going to ruin me. Like, if mm-hmm. I do it with someone I don't care about. Yeah, so I made, like, the one-time mistake, and I was like, oh, well, I'm not going to do it again until I'm, like, really, really ready or really, really comfortable.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, But, yeah, people would always say stuff like that to me. They'd be like, oh, like, if you don't like being a virgin, then just fuck somebody random. (laughs) And I'd be like, no, that's not the point. Like, I want to have experience, but, like, I want to do it with somebody that I like. And, like, people didn't understand that. And it was just weird because on one end, I was getting shamed for, like, making out with people who... Everybody was single. It was all consensual. I would kiss people when I would get drunk. Big deal. And also a kiss is a kiss. Right. uh But then I would get virgin shamed on the other end where people were were like, oh, you're judging me because I'm having sex because you're still a virgin. Like, (laughs) I'm going to buy condoms, but you wouldn't know because you're Mm. a virgin.
1: That one. Yeah. That one was one I got sometimes. And I'm like, I'm not saying anything. Yeah. You you told me. You chose to tell me for 20 minutes about your (laughs) one night stand. And I said, oh, cool. Interesting. That's all I said like I I would never want to insert my opinion on your life. I really don't like I think if you want to have sex, go for it, explore it do your thing like I'm just trying to tell you that I decided not to and I think it's yeah it's an interesting thing of, like people project their own insecurities and their exactly. maybe I, I'm not saying you listener you I'm not saying you are projecting but some people do of just like oh what your, your life doesn't align with mine well blah 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 and of course we see that from the conservative side and we see that from the liberal side too of things of just like there's always like you're not doing what I'm doing you wouldn't get it and it's like that's why we need things like this this podcast can you tell that I love Larissa and this podcast (laughs) (laughs) that just have the conversations and I don't know like meet people where they're at right yeah Um, yeah Yeah, like I remember (laughs) I remember one of my friends
0: once was talking to me about how she would talk about how often she had sex and how good it was. And I was like, that's awesome. Like, I'm really glad that your partner is attentive to you. Yeah. But I walked into her room and they had just had sex and I didn't (laughs) want to sit on the bed. Like, in my head, I was just like, Uh I know what happened. Mm -hmm. Like, I just didn't. So I was just standing there talking to her, and she was like, what, you don't want to sit on my bed like you think I'm disgusting? And I was like, no, like, I didn't say that. I just, I don't even want to sit on my own bed after I've had, like, now. So back then, I was like, I don't want to sit on, like, someone's bed whose bodily fluids aren't even mine. Like, I don't think you're disgusting. I just don't want to sit on your bed. So it was one of those things where, like, someone was projecting their insecurities about it, and it's not a shameful thing, like, there's always a wet spot. You know what I mean? (laughs) But if a stranger or if a friend doesn't want to sit in your wet spot, it does not mean that you're dirty. It just means that you should wash your sheets before you invite someone else
1: in your bed. (laughs) Can you please put that on a (laughs) t-shirt? If your friend doesn't want to sit in your wet spot, it doesn't mean you're dirty. You heard it here, folks. (laughs) And it's, that's the other thing too. I wish I'd known how like not gross but like how much fluid there is (laughs) and just to normalize that right like it's it's bodies doing a thing that requires exertion (laughs) if you want to get really scientific about it you know right anyways yeah I know I know some
0: women who like talk about how there are certain things that happen where like a lot of liquid comes out and i'm like it's just amazing what our bodies can do like is that just the the water that we drink is that what
1: it turns into it's just like gatorade <laughs> <out>.
0: <laughs> one of those like one of those like pop what pop dispensers what am i thinking of like pop machines where it's just like endless liquid
1: out. like where is it coming from but it's watered down so it's
0: <laughs> exactly oh my god that's really funny but yeah, that's what I've appreciated so much about our conversations is that you just understand this side of what it's like to be virgin-shamed because I don't think a lot of people who have been sexually active for a long time understand that mm-hmm. that's also an issue and that there's shame to people who have sex but then there's also an equal amount of shame to people who don't. Mm-hmm. You know?
1: And I think it just, yeah, the, the main thing is like it makes it made me feel like I wasn't an adult or I wasn't with it if you will um and and the thing is like I was an adult and I was with it and I was I cared about a bunch of different other things and I was informed and I was you know like I I was trying to be a a whole human (laughs) without this one aspect
0: i think i think the frustrating thing for me was that people would just assume if you were a certain Ah, age sure so i would i remember i worked i worked at a retail store for a bit when i had graduated university and like technically on paper i had had sex but it was for, like, it was one of the situations where, like, it was for 10 seconds. It was a really awful situation, and I mm-hmm. hadn't had sex since. So, like, I didn't have experience, but technically I wasn't a virgin. Right. So I would just tell people I was, because it was one of those things where it was, like, I just don't know how to explain this to people, because mm-hmm. I'm not having sex, and I don't know what it's like, but technically something went in and out for a se- Like, you right. know, it was, it was a yeah. very weird thing, a really weird part of my identity for a few years. But I, I worked in this store where these girls would just constantly talk about sex and ask questions. They'd be like, oh, you know when you're on top and, like, this happens and this. And I'd be like, uh-huh. <laughs> and then I wouldn't really know what to say because I didn't understand where they were coming from. So then they would feel, like, weird. Yeah. But I didn't want to tell them that I didn't know. Yeah. Or, like, I went to a party. I was telling you about this. I went yeah. to a party with, with my brother. And, like, one of his friend's girlfriends was like, oh, my God, you're, like, an actual virgin? Like, what? Why? And I was like, <laughs> I don't know yeah it's just one of those things where people's reactions to it are so bad that I would almost just rather not like I don't know I just I don't like to assume that when you're sitting in a room with a bunch of people that unless you know all of them really well
1: that everyone knows what
0: you're talking about because a
1: lot of times people won't there's so many people in the world and so many different experiences and so many reasons why someone would engage or would not engage in sex and like yeah let's just keep talking about it
0: (laughs) Yeah, one of the big reasons why I wanted to do this episode too was because I think that when people hear the term sex positivity, they think that it means like, oh, being really positive around having sex and having lots of sex and doing lots of, like having lots of kinks and doing all this stuff and being super experienced. But sex positivity goes thousands of different ways. Like it's not just when you're having sex, it's also positivity surrounding when you're not having sex. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really important thing to bring up now, especially during the pandemic where it's like dangerous to date people Mm -hmm. right now. And it's dangerous (laughs) to have sex with strangers, but a lot of people don't want to have just one partner. And so I'm kind of at a point where I'm like not sexually active and I'm not dating. Mm -hmm. And I don't have shame surrounding that because it's a choice where I'm like, I don't want to hook up with someone random and catch, you know, (laughs) I mean now it's not just about like STDs or (laughs) Yeah, it's not just Corona. like sex- <laughs> it's not just about like sexually transmitted infections. It's like I could get COVID and I could kill somebody. Right. So it's oh. one of those things where like I know a lot of people who are being celibate right now and who are shaming themselves for it and who are like, oh, I'm less desirable. Or no,
1: you know. yeah, let me just tell you, whoever that is, like, no, you are so desirable. You are whole. You are. You have lots to offer. Work on yourself love yourself. Come on now. Yeah. And, and honestly, like being married for five years and having the same sexual partner who can, who knows exactly what I want and who I can be really open with. I still have things that I need to work through. Like, again, it's not a one-stop shop. It's not like, you know, you find that person who does it all for you. And maybe some people do. And that's awesome. But like, I think for the majority of us, like we all have to come to terms with what we've had to deal with and internalized. And so If you're feeling shame, please don't, like, take this time, love yourself, love on yourself, Um, find out what you like to do maybe outside of sex, like, that's another thing I wanted to talk about is, like, sex is so good, but it's not ultimate for me, and I want to, like, just, like, shout out to the people who maybe also share that mentality of, like, it's such a great way to experience pleasure with someone, it's such a great way to connect with a partner, or whoever it's just a great way to connect it's the ultimate way to connect if you will but it's not like the end-all be-all at least for me because it's not it doesn't have that weight even though I'm in a long-term committed relationship like and it's always not held that weight it's always been like for me like I need to know that I can be like a weirdo with the person that I'm gonna spend time with be it a friend or a lover and so like if you are someone, I'm, I'm, this is a PSA now, but if you are someone who is choosing not to engage right now, then like, yeah, I implore you to like broaden your scope of intimacy more than just physical intimacy. Yeah. And like really try and connect with someone on a different, with a different method and see how connected you will feel.
0: Yeah. And that's honestly something that I need to hear too. So I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like lost in your words right now. But, yeah, it's one of those things where, like, I've never been somebody who, like, I don't know if you have those friends that are like, oh, it's been, like, a month since I've had sex. Like, that sucks. Or it's been a year. It's been whatever. I've never really been one of those people who, like, counts how long it's been. Right. Just because it's never been, like, a regular thing for me. And so I do find intimacy in other ways, like, with my friendships or with different types of love, with self-love sometimes. You know, hey. sometimes <laughs> your body needs, needs a little bit of loving. Right. Um, yeah, the pandemic's been really great for that. <laughs> A lot of self-exploration. But yeah, it's but then sometimes I'll hang out with someone who's like, oh, I haven't had sex in this long. Like, it's so pathetic, blah, blah, blah. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, shit, like, should I feel pathetic? Because, Mm -hmm. you know, like, I haven't enjoyed it with somebody in a couple years, honestly. Like, I haven't had... But then, but I don't feel ashamed of that when I think about all the other types of relationships that I've had, but because of this view that like sex is this ultimate be end, end all, whatever thing that you need to have, that you need to be enjoying all the time. I'm like, oh shit, maybe I'm like less worthy or less desirable because I'm like not having it. And that's something that I really just want to like smash because especially Mm -hmm. right now with what everyone's going through and how many people are choosing to be celibate to be safe. It's like, that's not the case. Like you're not less desirable
1: totally and what a cool experience to like discover new values in your life do you know what I mean like it yeah I think that it's important to discover your identity without any physical attachments because at the end of the day at the end of your life it's you know we from dust to dust like we only have ourselves really to deal with a thousand percent of the time (laughs)